What's happening, guys? Welcome back to the channel. Let's get into UFC 276. This is going to be a quick breakdown video on the uh, main card fights. Let's get into them. All right, so quickly talking about the card, we have uh, Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. We got Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barbarina. We got Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Really interested in that one. We got Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 3. We got Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. That's a good one. So I got my notes. Let's start with uh, Pedro Munoz versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. All right, so in this fight, um, I actually favor Sean O'Malley. Um, I think uh, O'Malley's uh, footwork, the way he kind of like freestyles on the feet, his fluidity standing is going to be an issue for uh, Pedro Munoz as well as like his reach and length, and he's he's really good at using his reach. Now, the thing with O'Malley is, um, yes, he's kind of unpredictable standing. Yes, he kind of freestyles, but uh, he's actually really technical. It's a little bit deceptive because uh, you think this guy is, you know, wild on the feet, uh, not very technical, but that's incorrect. Um, he's constantly reading you, uh, throwing feints. With those feints, he's reading your reactions, and uh, he's setting you up. He sets traps on his feet, 100%. And it's like, Sean O'Malley has power, but I think his knockouts come more from um, catching guys right on the button, uh, especially when they're not expecting it. And that'll put you out just as quick as a hard punch that you see coming. As a matter of fact, I think more so. Now, this is just my opinion, but um, I think Sean O'Malley is one of the more impressive strikers in the UFC. All right, um, Pedro Munoz, black belt in BJJ. Um, he does have submissions on his resume. Uh, dangerous on the ground, no doubt. Sean O'Malley, I'm not sure what uh, belt ranking he is in BJJ straight, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think he's a purple belt. But um, at this point, he's savvy enough and skilled enough that uh, I think going to the ground with uh, Pedro Munoz is not really going to be a big deal for him. Now, I'm not saying an extended amount of time. I'm just saying that Sean O'Malley is skilled enough to be able to stifle kind of what Pedro Munoz does on the ground. I don't, I don't really see Sean O'Malley getting tapped out. I think he can do good work off his back. I think he'll stay busy enough, landing little pop shots, trying to land elbows, trying to scramble back up. And like I said, I, I know he's been working hard on his ground game, and um, I think he's he's good enough to uh, hang with Munoz on the ground for a little bit, for a little bit. That's an avenue that Pedro Munoz might be able to exploit, but can he get the fight to the mat? Probably not. Sean O'Malley's long, man. He's long, he's tall. Uh, looks like he has good hips. Uh, those tall, lanky guys with good hips, they're a pain in the butt to take down. Not to mention he has great footwork, so good luck catching him, getting a hold of him to even get him to the mat. Now, going back to Pedro Munoz, uh, Pedro Munoz, great low kicks, great chopping low kicks. I think he should chop at Sugar Sean O'Malley's legs. Now, I know O'Malley, uh, he gets annoyed. He gets annoyed when people mention leg kicks in him. You know, um, he doesn't think it's a weakness with him, but um, being being completely honest, I think it is um, a chink in the armor. Not a major weakness, but it's something to attack with him. He's already had multiple leg injuries. Um, yeah, Munoz should definitely chop at his legs. It's going to slow him down. You know, if you damage O'Malley's legs, it's going to slow him down. It's going to um, take away some of his footwork. And his footwork is a big part of his game, man. Um, a lot of striking has to do with your legs and footwork. In this fight, honestly, I see O'Malley staying on the outside, 
picking his shots, using his range and reach well. I think he's in a dance circles around Pedro Munoz. Not saying that Munoz has no chance on the feet because he hits hard. He's heavy-handed. But I think he's going to have a hard time. He's going to have a hard time touching O'Malley's chin um, with O'Malley's movement and his footwork again. And Munoz has short arms. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. I look at it like this. If uh, Dominic Cruz, which is an all-time great, granted, but if Dominic Cruz can have success with his style with uh, constant movement, you know, uh, pop shot in Pedro Munoz, I think Sean O'Malley could do the same thing. Possibly even better because he has a longer reach. And I think uh, O'Malley's really good at staying on the outside, landing on guys. So final pick for me, uh, definitely going with uh, Sean O'Malley. Um, maybe via stoppage, but Pedro Munoz is tough. I don't know. I'm just going to go with O'Malley in general. All right, moving on. Uh, Robbie Lawler, the legend versus Brian Barbarina. This one should be a banger. Prime Robbie Lawler, all day, all day. Lawler is a savage on a feet, powerhouse, power puncher for the most part. Um, really seasoned mixed martial arts striker, been around forever. Great chin, underrated defensive wrestling, training with those Iowa boys, um, the Militich camp from way back. Yeah, he got some deep roots in uh, wrestling and grappling, man. Um, Lawler's a dog, man. He's a dog. He could take a shot. Uh, tough as hell. One of the toughest to ever do it, honestly. Never really seen Robbie Lawler have a cardio issue. One of the greats, in my opinion. Uh, far from average fighter. But that's talking a little bit more so on prime Robbie Lawler. Present day Lawler, uh, in his last five fights, he's won once. And that was against a very rusty Nick Diaz. Brian Barbarena, bruiser. Plots forward, tries to land power shots. Heavy-handed, uh, not a lot of head movement. Seems to rely on his chin a lot. Uh, likes to take one to give one. Barbarina likes to throw like a lot of looping shots. Uh, leaves himself open quite a bit. But uh, he throws punches like that to get around, you know, somebody's guard and land on them. Um, it's effective, but is also it's a gamble. Um, good thing he has a great chin. But the guy gets hit a lot. Going back to Robbie Lawler, uh, Robbie got a good jab when he uses it. Um, I think Robbie does his best work on the inside where he can land hooks, uppercuts, uh, get up in the clinch, dirty box, land uppercuts in the clinch, hold the back of a guy's head. This fight, to me, honestly, it's a toss-up. For where Robbie Lawler is in his career and Brian Barbarana's skill set and where he's at, I think it's a matter of like who lands first and hardest. But I'm going to give the nod to the vet. I'm going to go with Robbie Lawler. Brian Barbarina gets hit a lot. I think eventually he's going to catch up to him. It might be this fight. Who knows? Maybe Barbarina catches Lawler early. Maybe he just gets him out of there, uh, walks him down. Especially where Robbie's at right now. But um, once again, going with the vet. Maybe uh, Robbie got his confidence back a little bit, um, beating Nick Diaz, you know. Stella got a groove back. Lawler got his groove back. We'll see. We'll see. Going with uh, Robbie Lawler again. All right. Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. This one I'm super excited about. Of course, Alex Pereira is one of the few guys to beat Israel Adesanya. Um, it wasn't kickboxing, though. But he got a couple of wins. Uh, it means something. But once again, that was in kickboxing. Mixed martial arts is different than kickboxing. But talking about Strickland versus uh, Alex Pereira. Man. I think most people are thinking that uh, Pereira's going to straight up dominate Sean Strickland on the feet. I'm not so sure. 
Not so sure, man. Um, Strickland is very comfortable standing. He got some pretty good boxing. He hits hard. He's got a pretty phenomenal jab. He knows how to use it well. And I remember I did a breakdown for this and um, I talked about how effective I think Strickland's jab is going to be. And in the comments, you know, guys are like, um, how's a, how's a simple jab going to stop one of the best strikers to ever enter the UFC? You've seen it time and time again. You've seen amazing strikers somehow lose striking battles and mixed martial arts with, um, against, uh, simple techniques, man. Um, look at Dan Henderson. How many people has Dan Henderson starts just with a right hand? Now, granted, Dan Henderson had the, Grappling and wrestling threat. He had the H-bomb. That right hand was a son of a bitch. Strickland doesn't have that kind of power. But he has other tools, you know. Uh, Sean Strickland, this has been talked about. And I think the cat's out of the bag. Um, he has apparently good grappling, underrated grappling. And if he can manage to get Alex Pereira down, you know, uh, that may be troublesome for him. And if he does it once, it could get into Pereira's head. And Pereira may be tentative, maybe, you know, uh, very focused on not getting taken down again, and it could affect his striking. I think um, Strickland has to close the distance, man. You know, um, I know his style is typically to sit on the outside and pump that jab, but I don't think that's going to necessarily work against Alex Pereira early in the fight. I think it's going to be effective a little bit into the fight, but you got to wear on Pereira a little bit, you know, uh, Try to dirty box with him, you know, rush him, get him against the cage, cut cut him off. Because if you let him sit on the outside with those long limbs, those elbows, those knees, those punches, those kicks, he's going to do work on you. You have to put him at an uncomfortable pace, get in his face. We saw Pereira's last opponent do that and have success. Striking advantage on the feet, definitely. Um, you got to give it to Alex Pereira. But I think Strickland got some tricks up his sleeve, man, especially in the MMA realm. He's very tough. Um, he has way more experience than Alex Pereira in mixed martial arts. That means something. I mean, way more experience. These guys could get in there and uh, Pereira could uh, straight up dismantle Sean Strickland. And it shouldn't be a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise. This dude is a highly decorated kickboxer, uh, dual weight champion, glory if I'm not mistaken. One of the best strikers to uh, ever grace the octagon, to be honest. But... Again, this ain't kickboxing. Strickland could uh, make this into a dirty dog fight. Um, he looks very good at that. We saw Sean Strickland walk down um, another dynamic striker that's very diverse on the feet in Uriah Hall. Is Alex Pereira Uriah Hall? No, of course not. Way better striker. But can Strickland have success on the feet? Yes, he can. With everything that is involved with mixed martial arts, yes. I'm actually picking Sean Strickland. Based on experience, based on his toughness, his uncanny ability to walk guys down. Um, I also think Strickland has some pretty decent defense. He rolls or punches really well. Yeah, yeah. Unpopular pick, but uh, kind of a gut thing. I think I'm going with uh, Sean Strickland. We'll see. We'll see. I'm super curious. Now, if Pereira destroys Sean Strickland, damn, things have gotten really interesting. You'll want to see Adesanya versus Pereira. In the octagon, for sure. Let's see what happens. Final pick, Sean Strickland. All right, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway 3. These guys are doing it again. Now, arguably, um, I think most people think that, um, well, maybe not most people, but a lot of people think that Holloway won the last fight. These guys are very 
evenly matched. It's it's always going to be a competitive fight. Who's going to win this one? I mean, it's hard not to lean towards Alexander Volkanovsky. You know, I feel like Volkanovsky really knows Holloway's game well. He knows how to kind of neutralize him on the feet. And you would think that um, Holloway would piece up Volkanovsky, man. He's got the height and reach on him. I think he has a longer reach. But man, Alex, um, high fight IQ, you know, high fight IQ, very good striker, uh, regardless of like his height and reach. He just finds a way to find holes, man. He just um, lands on people, picks them apart, uh, very well-rounded as well. Volkanovski got awesome low kicks, uh, very effective against Holloway. Holloway did well in the second fight, though. Holloway got his leg out of the way, um, checked some kicks. He did way better in the leg kick department. That really hurt him in the first fight. I feel like Holloway was thinking that he could just eat those. You know, it was quite evident in the first fight, and it hurt him. It hurt him in that fight. Smartened up for the second, performed a lot better, especially early on. Then Volkanovski started to kind of take over. And I feel like, you know, he, he stole that fight from Max. That's that guy's toughness, man. That's his grit, his refusal to lose. We saw it in the Ortega fight. Who gets out of those subs, you know, with Brian Ortega? Nobody. Some of that was technique. Most of that was like heart and just stubbornness. He just didn't want to lose or get tapped out. In this fight, I don't know. I, it's 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 close, man. It's close. It could go either way again. Um, I think I'm think I'm leaning towards Volkanovski. But it wouldn't shock me if um, Max Holloway puts on a hell of a performance and uh, tweaks some things. Which I think he was on the right track in the second fight, man. He was. Um, Avoiding those leg kicks, checking them. He was um, staying out of the danger zone with Volkanovski. You know, if you, if you battle in the pocket with Alex, um, he's a very powerful featherweight. You got to play it safe with him. You got to just stay on the outside, land your jab, be elusive, constantly move. Uh, Volkanovski has great cardio and conditioning. You can't let him catch up to you, man. You can't because he will take the fight over. Final pick. Damn, man. Love Max. Love Max. But I have to be unbiased. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards Volkanovski, but super close. 55-45. I think uh, Volkanovski's confidence is at an all-time high. Not to say Max lacks confidence, but the performance that Volkanovski had against Korean Zombie, damn. Like, who does that to Korean Zombie? If you ask me my pick... In an hour, maybe I'll go with Holloway. Right now, sticking with uh, Alexander Volkanovsky via decision. I really don't see him finishing Holloway. I think it's going to be a little bit more of the same. Holloway landing volume. Uh, Volkanovsky landing maybe the more significant strikes, the more damaging strikes. Power shots, low kicks. The grappling to me is kind of a wash. Although I could see Volkanovsky having a lot of success on top. You know, if he gets top position. Going with Volkanovski via decision. All right, main event fight. Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I don't necessarily think that Cannonier brings something to the table that Adesanya hasn't seen per se because he's fought the big, powerful bruisers, power punchers. He's had major success against them. I think Cannonier uh, more so hasn't fought somebody like Adesanya. But that doesn't mean that Jerry Cannonier doesn't have a chance to win because he does. I mean, the guy is like stupid strong and powerful. If he lands on you, it could be a wrap. 
without Asanya, if he gets top position, if he manages to get Izzy down, he could elbow his face through the mat. And that could be a wrap. We saw what he did to Brunson. That was insanity. It was very reminiscent of what Romero did to Machida. Brutal. I think on the feet, um, Adesanya, of course, is more skilled, more fluid, offers more standing, but Jared is very dangerous. Um, yes, he doesn't have that flowy, super light on his foot style like Adesanya. Um, but for being such a strong, powerful striker, cannoneer, um, he also doesn't necessarily plot forward. He's explosive and he's quick. See, a guy like Costa plots forward more. So does Vittori. So Adesanya has to be careful because uh, Jared covers distance really well. And um, he could also get out of range pretty quick. He's an explosive guy, man. He, you know, he's athletic and he's strong as hell. Um, Izzy has to definitely avoid uh, clinch scenarios. He can't let Jared get a hold of him because uh, Jared looks absurdly strong in the clinch. And also, if he's that close to being a clinch with him, he could get a body lock on Israel, scoop him up, dump him on the mat. And Jared on top of you, top position, raining down ground and pound and elbows. Not good. In this fight, I'm expecting Izzy to uh to win. I think Izzy's going to dance around, stand outside, do what he does. He knows how to deal with... uh. Power punchers and strikers. What he did to Costa was insane. He just straight up dismantled Paulo Costa. And even though Costa and Cannoneer are, are different fighters, kind of got different styles, um, there's some similarities. And if Izzy could do that to Costa, he could do that to Cannoneer possibly. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't. I think Jared's too tough. Um, he's too strong. He's too determined. I don't see like a first round shutout. Um, I think this fight's going to... It's going to drag out a bit. Cannoneer is very capable of knocking Israel Adesanya out. It could happen. How likely is it? In my opinion, not very likely. I think Izzy's very aware of uh, what Jared brings to the table. I think he's going to play it safe. I think he's going to sit on the outside. As safe as he did with Romero, I don't know. Hope not. But I can see him fighting smart. Kind of like what he did with Vittori. Leg kicks... Mix it up on the feet, use those long legs, low kicks, kicks to the body, head kicks when the opening's there. Keep Jared guessing, use that jab, feints. Um, the funny thing is I see Jared throwing feints as well. This one's interesting because I think the fight could take place standing and on the ground. I think Jared could take Israel Adesanya down. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think it's possible. And if the fight hits the mat, what's going to happen there? We saw Izzy survive Jan Blahovic, but... Jan Blahovic isn't Jerry Cannonier. They got a different style. Jerry Cannonier lands some vicious ground and pound. His elbows are disgusting. I don't like Izzy on his back with Jerry Cannonier on top of him dropping elbows. That that's not going to be good. But uh, pick for this fight, I'm going with Adesanya. I think Adesanya is going to potentially outclass Jared on the feet, be too quick, offer too much on the feet, standing, the footwork. Um, Izzy's very smart at not getting his back against the cage, not letting guys cut him off, you know, taking taking center command. Jerry's going to have to cut him off. He's going to have to cut the cage off on him, uh, try to clinch with him, land shots in the clinch. He looks really strong in the clinch again. I can see opportunity for uppercuts, hooks, and elbows. He's going to be physically stronger than Izzy, no doubt. Cutting him off, getting him in the clinch. It's going to be helpful with uh, scoring takedowns. 
because he can use that strength. He could try to bully Adesanya down. And I think he's going to have more of an advantage on the on the ground than standing, to be honest with you. If Jerry takes Izzy down, it might be very problematic for Adesanya. Dragging this out, uh, final pick, Israel Adesanya. Maybe stoppage, probably decision. We'll see what happens. You guys let me know in the comment section. What do you think about these matchups? Who takes these fights and why? Appreciate you guys watching the segment. If this is your first time at the channel and you enjoy the content, consider hitting that subscribe button, like and share. Appreciate that. I'll catch you guys in the next segment. Enjoy the fights. After they take place, we'll come back and talk about them as usual. Until then, guys, take care.